Hello. Hello. We're we're back for another uh, cryptid spiracy. Yeah. <laughs> this one's more on the cryptid side than the conspiracy side. We'll get back to conspiracies, but there's, yeah, there's things that need to bubble and formulate for that one to happen a little bit better. Woohoo! <laughs> um, but today. I want to talk about giants. Your heart. Cryptids around the world. Some <laughs> weird noise for giants. I just imagine they don't have intelligible speech a lot of the time. <laughs> um, you know, like a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the term giant or the word for giant is Greek in origin. It comes from the original word gigas or gigantes. I heard it had something to do with peaches. <laughs> <laughs> um, the original word um, comes from Greek and it comes from about 1297. Wow. Yeah, the year 1297. So that's both younger and older than I thought it was. Yeah. Well, that that's just the original term for giant. I mean, there was other terms that were used. Before were giants then. in the Bible? Yeah, yeah, they were called the Nephilim. That was actually going to be my next thing I talked ah. about. Um, the the book of Genesis tells the story of the Nephilim, which were gigantic like people. Um, basically, they were the children um, that were birthed of angels and people, angels and humans okay. together. Birthed the Nephilim, which were a race of like giants. Isn't Nephilim like the land of the ice giants? Uh, I believe it's so close. in Norse. Yeah. It might not be exactly that, but it's I think it's close. Niflheim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, yes. Mm, all right. And yeah, the, the Nephilim were, were the children of the, the angels and the humans. All right. Um, and according to Genesis, they were all destroyed in the, the Great Flood. Okay, because they couldn't fit on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> but there are a couple reported, there's like four or, um, or there, there's a couple of them reported to be seen after the flood. Um, but basically all of them were wiped out. It was only like three or four. Okay. Now, was that the biblical flood or Gilgamesh's flood or like... Um, the biblical the flood. flood? The, the biblical one, <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> It's just funny. They're all the same story. It's, well, since we're talking about the book of Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> the genetic flood, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's a few. They, they talk about, like, Goliath is one that showed up after the flood, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gog and Magog. Real Walton Goggins? No, Gog and Magog. Oh, they're two people. They're two people, Gog and Magog. I thought you said Gog and Magog. <laughs> um, I got doing ladies. My name is Gog and Magog. I'm a giant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Philistine Goliath is one. There, there's, there's quite a few other uh, histories, but then the, from across the world, there's just like I have a list here of like different countries. Wait, I, just one question before we get too far past the biblical ones. How how tall are the biblical giants supposed to be? In cubits, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see if it says here. Because, like, you, like, the David and Goliath story, if you watch, like, the, the biblical kids' cartoons, which I had to do a lot as a child, um, he's anywhere from, like, 12 feet to, like, 30 feet tall. Yeah. Um, 
it doesn't really say all there is is like a a metaphor kind of <laughs> is uh all the people we saw this is um uh the book of num from the book of numbers uh which is uh a report given to Moses from some spies he sent into Canaan and it says um we can't quote we can't attack those people they are stronger than we are all the p- people we saw there are of great size we saw the nephilim there the descendants of anak come from the nephilim we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them okay um that's not descriptive at all. No, not I, really. Like, there is a, a drawing, a depiction here of David facing Goliath, and it looks like David, although David is pretty small, and the people standing next to Goliath are pr- roughly up to his hip. David himself looks to be maybe up to, like, mid-thigh. Okay, so, yeah, like 12 feet. Yeah, so Goliath would probably have been somewhere between, like, 12 and 15 foot, I would okay. say. All right. Then again, we also have to do the thing where you think about back then, people were actually smaller yeah. than they are now, so yeah. probably not even that, because we consider it by our own standards of today. Right. Nine but, or ten feet, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, there was a guy that lived in, like, the 20s or 30s who was, like, eight foot six or something. Yeah, eight foot... I think it was eight foot nine or eight foot ten, something yeah, he, like that. He was a big boy. He was he was tall. He was but he very died tall. young because of it. Yeah. But these are supposed Nephilim. They have the blood of angels flowing through them there. Right, right. So they live to be like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, there there's oh wait, hang on. Oh um, oh, um oh. The Masoretic text version of the book of Samuel gives his height as six cubits in one span. Okay. Or somewhere between 10 foot 3 and 12 foot 12. Yeah, so just for the record, a cubit was um, supposed to be a forearm. And... The length of a forearm, The so. Dead Sea Scrolls give Goliath's height as four cubits in one span, or somewhere between 7 foot 1 and 8 foot 6. Let's see, that's just a fairly tall guy. How tall is Shaq? Like seven three? Yeah, but com- like like once again, comparison to how tall the average human was back then. Right. That is still a big person. Yeah, it's it's I mean it, really tall, but that's just like a genetic freak, not like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's not like a I don't know. It just feels weird. See when people say giants, I imagine like small buildings of people. Like, I mean, I suppose. Like a two-story house. Um, so... Uh, that, that's I imagine, though. That's not really fair to put on the historical text. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then there's uh, lots of different types of giants that are found, like, throughout the world, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, an Armenian giant named Hayek was supposedly the founder of the Armenian state. He was part of a race of giants who helped construct the Tower of Babel. Cool. So, that's pretty neat. What if that's how the Egyptians did it? How'd they build the pyramid? Big people. <laughs> um, there's apparently a... Was a... Like a village of giants that lived in Basque. 
in the the countryside and like the hills around the Where's in that. Bask? I'm not sure exactly. I'm not. I'm not good at. I assume a lot of these are probably like old Middle Eastern countries because yeah. that's that's where I think a lot of it started and it spread out from there into like European folklore and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, giants are an easy thing for human brain to think big of. It's people. big people. People that have grown so much that they're kind of monstrous and scary. Yeah. It, like, like that's an easy concept for a human's brain to wrap itself around. Yeah, and I, so, I mean, I worked with a guy in a restaurant that was 6'7", and I, he was tall. Like, scary <laughs> tall. I, he wasn't, yeah. So, I, yeah, it's really easy to imagine. I, I mean, I'm 6'2", and I was like, damn, that dude's tall. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in Bulgarian mythology, giants called the Ipspolini inhabited the earth before modern humans. I probably didn't say that right. It's but... still funny. It sounded, <laughs> it sounded Italian the way you said it. Um, apparently, they lived in mountains, fed on raw meat, and often fought against dragons. Hell yeah, they did. Dude, if you were a giant, you would fight dragons, right? Like. Oh yeah, definitely. But um, they were afraid of blackberries because they, the plant posed a danger of making the giants trip and die because the blackberry bushes are all pokey and brambly, so uh. if they stepped on them, they would fall and die. And so they offered sacrifices to blackberry plants. Sweet. Yeah, that's a fun little bit of folklore yeah, to have. Yeah, like, I love that. Like, these giants are so badass, they fight dragons, but uh, they're scared of the blackberry bushes, so they, <laughs> they give sacrifices to the blackberry bushes. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you think they just dropped them in the, like, the thorny bits? Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They would just, like, yeah, come, like, leave a dragon head next to the blackberry bush or something. <laughs> like, you won't be burned by this dragon anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, a herbological paladin. There are tales of giants in Chile in the uh, town of Caldera. Um... Apparently, That's across the world. Yeah, telling of giants who play with ships, moving them from one port to another. <laughs> oh, now that's me as a giant. Just like, yeah. just like in the middle of the night, you just like tiptoe best you can as a giant, grab a ship from port and just <laughs> move it to another port. <laughs> They're never going to know what happened. <laughs> just disrupt an entire economy with one ship, Frank. <laughs> so apparently there's also some giants there in the same area who are reported to crush humans just by accident walking around and laying down to go to sleep and stuff and just not paying attention <laughs> fantastic they just crush people in some of the stories uh they are black humanoids or black bulls um what yeah and then in southern Chile, there are stories of giants said to, and this is a quote here from the article, belong to certain volcanoes, such as Calbuco or Osorono, which I mean, I guess, means they guard the volcano? They protect it? They belong to the volcano? Yeah. Okay. Um, what? I mean, yeah, guard or protect would make some level of sense for that, but what do you mean belong to the volcano yeah is that just like the destructive power of the volcano was like anthropomorphized into a giant yeah maybe like the giant became the volcano yeah or like whenever the 
the stuff happened around the volcano, like quakes, shakes, or explosions. It was just the giant getting mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like how Godzilla falls asleep and becomes a mountain a bunch of times. Yeah. 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 See, the, okay, so the first giant I think of every time I think of giants, because I'm a big fan of Norse mythology, is um, the the one that wasn't a real giant because he was a, he was a construct of... Oh, fuck, I forgot where they were going, but um, Odin, Thor, and um, a young traveler were going to challenge the giants, and uh, they sent out, like... A, a magic representation of himself mm-hmm. that was a huge giant and it was so big that they thought his glove was a cave and they slept in the cave like the five different tunnels of the cave were just gloved fingers oh wow yeah yeah so like huge <clears throat> ginormous giant so that's that's kind of like the size level I start with, and I know that's not <clears throat> accurate because like pretty sure that would be a Norse frost giant. I believe they were the largest of the well, yeah, Norse but giants. he was he was bigger even than than them because Odin was surprised by his size, and like yeah, uh, but he was he was a magical representation. He wasn't even like an actual figure. Like when Thor smacked him to try and wake him up. Uh, he was actually crushing and creating new mountains. Mm-hmm. That's how hard he was smacking because it was just the a, a representation via magic. So even even that giant wasn't a real mag- real giant in the story, and that's still the one I go to. So that's that's why my perception's a little off. I just realized. Yeah, well, you know, like, and I think. It- like, there's Greek, there's Hindu, there's giants in Jainism, there's giants in... Wait, I want to hear about a Hindu giant. A Hindu giant, okay. Uh, the Hindu one's actually rather a small section here. It says, um, there... Okay, so... There, do-do-do, Elmo's world. So, in the Hindu reckoning of time, which is... They call their sickle ages yugas... Y-U-G-A-S. So I think it'd be Yugas. Yeah, yeah. Um, But during the first of four cyclical ages, or what's known as the Satya Yuga, um, where there was accounts of humans that grew to the size of giants. Okay. So So giants was essentially the the first of their four cyclical ages in in some of their accounts of history. Neat. So we just got smaller over time? Yeah. That's the idea there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which is kind of similar to this thing on Jainism, which was, there was a period of, it just essentially says, yeah, giants used to be here. Well, it wouldn't, I don't know if it would make any sense, like, biologically speaking, for them to get smaller or to go away based on, like, survival aspect, but... Perhaps it was bad on their bones, like that guy from that we talked about at the beginning. Oh, oh shit! Oh, <laughs> damn it! I found shit. something cool and I clicked out of it. Shit! Damn it, giants! I don't know those ones. <laughs> so this one's fun because it's kind of more close to where we are. Um, but according, there's in uh, the Paiute history, which is a Native American tribe here okay. in America. Yeah. Um, the Sitika 
are a legendary tribe of red-haired cannibalistic giants. Oh, neat. Bunch of my favorite things all smooshed together there. You like redheads? Cannibalism and giants? <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, they found the, some remains of them in 1911 in Nevada's Lovelock Cave. Oh. And um, the Paiute creation story tells of, quote, beautiful giants who lived between the Sierra Nevadas and the Rocky Mountains. Okay. Beautiful giants. Yeah. Aren't they all? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a big section here, obviously, on Norse giants, because giants are huge in Norse mythology. There's fire giants, yeah. there's ice giants, there's regular giants who are basically just the same size as people, but way bulkier and stronger. Yeah. Like, there's lots of different types of giants in Norse mythology. They're all over the place. Yeah. And then uh, some Loki's Roman... half-ice giant. Yeah. And then uh, Roman giants. Um, which are also depicted more human-sized, but just, like, big and be Kind of, like, Herculean, almost. Not, like, super big, but, like, bigger than most people, I suppose. <laughs> okay. Be like calling, you know, like, I don't know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson a giant. Like, he's roughly regular size, but he's... Big. Big boy. <laughs> so they had good workout regi regiments. Yeah. And then uh, basically just like medieval Europe, like all over medieval Europe, there's history of giants, European giants. The European giants are much like the, the giants from here in Amer the Americas are usually depicted as like unintelligent, brutish, just do you have um, eating and killing. Do you have years for the European giants? Because I wouldn't be surprised if those were adopted from the Norse myths to, like, you know, Christianize more of that mythology. Because they really tried to do that a lot. Um, this, it talks a lot about medieval... And Celtic giants. Okay. All right. So not really, but I mean that that's all roughly about the same time period. Yeah. Well, all the Norse myths were from like nine to thirteen hundred, and so anything after that that is anything based in Christianity, you can assume it was adopted. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's not even like bashing on Christians, it's bashing on the English of that time, because they were so afraid of Vikings, period. <laughs> they, they just were terrified, and uh, yeah. I mean, with good reason, they did a lot of things to make them afraid, but mm -hmm. it's still, like, a lot of that stuff was adopted and sanitized for Christian ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did look up that, that tall guy we were talking about, um, Robert Wadlow. Um, he was 8'11". And, uh, yeah, oh, he, damn. he died at 22. That is quite young. Yeah, his great, si uh, quote, 
His great size and his continued growth in adulthood were due to hypertrophy of, the, of his pituitary gland, which results in abnormally high level of human growth hormone. And uh, even by the time of his death, there was no indication his growth had ended. Damn. So he was That's, just he's still just, growing. Yeah, just still going. Oh my god, he wore a size 37. That's a big foot. Yeah. Or a European size 75. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big foot. Look, they got a picture of it. Good lord. That's a big shoe. Uh, he he was he was not a big man. He weighed four hundred and thirty five pounds. That's crazy. Like he wasn't wide. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Not at all. He's <laughs> actually rather svelte. Yeah. It, it's the only verified tallest human. <laughs> the last true giant. Yeah. But it would it would make sense if. Uh, we did have, like, you know, a, a group of people who, in the past, just had that, all had that condition, and we evolved past that condition because none of them lived past 22. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, wow, that giant got old. He was 24 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, genetics that stopped us from growing would have actually been beneficial in evolution. So there's, there's a chance giants did exist in this way. Yeah. And there's even a greater chance that we would find less of them because they died so young. Mm-hmm. Like, they wouldn't have been put in, like... Well, and in a more tribal and, like, war, like, time, or, like, a person of size like that is likely going to be very early on thrown into... Combat training is going to be thrown very early on into manual labor type jobs. They're they're going to be worked to death alongside their physical ailments, giving them an early death. Right. Fucking Goliath might have been twelve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're they're almost always depicted with a beard, so I somehow doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, if he hadn't, you know. Uh, like, if any of that other stuff affected your growth hormones, then that could have affected facial hair as well. It could, I suppose. Yeah, he was a celebrity um. after his 1936 U.S. tour with the Ringling Brothers Circus. <laughs> Here's a sideshow. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, uh, appearing at the Madison Square Garden and the Boston Garden in the center ring. Never in the sideshow. Oh, well then, he was he was a main event. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Uh, it says he possessed great physical strength until the last few days of his life. Better source needed. <laughs> so there's some level of citation, but it's not good enough. Well, I found this other giant that I thought would be fun to talk about, because this is a bit more recent. Wait, 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 just one more note on Robert Wadlow. Um, uh, so this is about his death. Um, a faulty brace irritated his ankle, leading to infection. He was treated with a br blood transfusion and surgery, but his condition worsened 
due to an autoimmune disease. He died in his sleep on July 15th. So, it wasn't even entirely his, his growing that killed him. It was his autoimmune disease and medicine at the time. Fuck yeah. Which is interesting. I don't know why I said fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, Yeah, he can diseases. still have lived as a giant. He just died because his body was shit. You know? <laughs> like, fuck yeah. You could be a giant and live long. <laughs> so, oh, no. if oh, you no. haven't stopped growing, there's hope for you. That was a weird take, and I'm sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And his coffin weighed over a thousand pounds with him in it, carried by twelve pallbearers and eight assistants. <laughs> that is, yeah, you gotta have that many people. It was twenty people carrying that casket. Yeah, well, he's he's tall enough. You you have enough room to get all twenty of them in there. Yeah, it was a uh, uh, ten feet nine inches was the total length of it. It's crazy. It's cool that we have all of this stuff on record. <laughs> all right, what was that? What was that? I think that's all I have to say about Robert Wadlow. Wadlow, is that what I said? Yes. <laughs> Robert Pershing Wadlow. All right, well, I'm going to talk about the giant of Kandar for a second. Kandar! Um, which is a giant that was supposedly discovered in um, a cave in Afghanistan, and it killed a bunch of... Uh, American Army soldiers on a mountainside when they found it. Neat. Um, I mean, not great for them, but yeah. neat that it existed today. Um, like recently. Well, in 2002. Yeah. This, um, supposedly in 2002, um, and, and this is all alleged because it's, it's quote-unquote, it's a hoax. The right. Department of Defense has no record of this happening or anything like that, or, you know. No released records of it happening. Yeah, yeah, they, they are denying that they have any record of anything like this ever happening. I'm sorry, this information has been redacted. <laughs> um, but, so, allegedly in 2002, there's a squad of the U.S. Army. Um, they were part of a special ops task force. Undisclosed brand, what they were what task force or what special ops they were doing or anything like that, but they were part of a quote-unquote special ops task force. Killing people outside the news. Um, that was in uh, part of the Afghanistan desert, and um, they, they possibly could have been searching for some um, missing army rangers that, were, that had been gone for a little bit, and so they could also have possibly... killed by a giant? Um, but they, um, were going along through, like, the mountains, and they found, like, the entrance to this really large cave. Okay. And as they were getting ready to go up, like, in, into the cave, a giant came, like, bursting out of the cave with a fucking spear, like a giant, basically like a big, like, log that they had fashioned and made, like, a point on or whatever, like, the right. fucking spear. Um... He's described as being somewhere between 12 and 15 feet tall, red-headed, um, six digits on each hand, and double-toothed, so he had two layers of teeth. Oh. That feels like a hat on a hat for this. <laughs> um, but he emerged with a spear, and the, the soldier that was in front, just like like, heading in or whatever, he just came out and just gored him, like, straight through the fucking chest with the giant spear. Nice. Just, like, instantly killed him. 
Um, between them, apparently, from the article, the squad was armed with fully automatic M4 carbines, uh, recon carbines, which are semi-automatic, and some um, 50 caliber anti-material rifles. Jesus Christ. What were they doing in the first place? Like, now I want to know what that was. What the fuck? What do you need that kind of armament for if you're not, like, taking down a full-ass base? Um, with all of that firepower, they fired. It took them 30 seconds of basically uninterrupted fire, and they were able to bring the giant down. Whereupon, it, um, they called in like to the squad or home base or whatever the fuck. Right. And a plane showed up and airlifted the body of the giant out of there. <laughs> but what were they doing there in the first place? <laughs> Why did they have <laughs> 50 caliber anti what fucking guns? Anti oh, that's what they call those 50 caliber sniper rifles. They call them anti-material rifles because they uh, usually can pierce through like heavy armor like tanks and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but God damn. That's so much. Yeah. <laughs> it feels so unnecessary for exploring a cave. Well, they just came across the cave. What were they doing? That was just the equipment they had with them in general. That's an absurd... No wonder we spend so much on the fucking military. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, that's... I mean, you gotta send out the people that have just, like, the assault rifles, right? right? You know, you need them. They're, you're, like, your front guys. And then you gotta have the people that are kind of behind them. They have the semi-automatic carbine rifles or whatever, right? You know? And then you have the people that are behind them with the sniper rifles making sure that the area's secure. You know? Like, like that's... That's that's just basic squad tactics, man. Oh, man. I'm just thinking about the cost. <laughs> it's not like they had a tank. Now, that the tank is expensive. A tank is also very expensive, but, like, if you think about... Just and not the, sneaky. Just about those guns, the backup rounds for those guns, then the specialized combat armor for each and every... Wow. Yeah, it's expensive to have an army, man. It's expensive to be protected. Anyway, <laughs> any reports on where the giant went after that? Uh, no, it was it was flown away. It, its body was flown away by the the aircraft and not seen. And the Department of Defense says they they don't know what we're talking about. Okay, well, that's fun. That's a fun story. It's a fun story. Uh, a lot of it does feel like 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 action movie esque. Yeah. You know, army group finds a cave. First person that tries to walk into the cave gets taken out by a spear. 30 seconds of uninterrupted fire from all these different guns just to take it down. Like, it does have that action movie feel to the story. The hills have eyes. Afghanistan. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a fun story. The second row of teeth is what really makes it feel fake for me, if I'm being (laughs) honest. Like, how... Why? Well, have you seen pictures of people's mouths that have too many teeth? Yes, but it's I one of my least favorite things of all time. But it make it also like if you're having like genetic race of baby heads. Yeah, but if you're having genetic issues that are causing you to become a giant in the first place. Yeah. Man, just feel bad for the family that was helping to, to like take care of him or whatever. Because like, granted, all of that is true, 
that guy was probably banished from, you know, wherever he was living. He's in Afghanistan, he's supposedly also a red-headed giant, which has got to be really uncommon. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, so somebody's helping to take care of him. They go back to check on him, and there's just a bunch of bullet holes, and he's like, fuck. Also interesting to think that a lot of the giants in history are are red-headed in nature. Yeah. A lot of them. Hmm. I mean, it makes sense coming from, like, the, the Celtic or Nordic perspective. Mm-hmm. Because, like, but like a lot of those recessive traits The giants traits of the, the Native Americans, which are part of, like, Native American creation myths and things like that. Yeah. Well, that could have been just, like, a mystical tint on things. You know what I mean? Because, like, if no one you know has red hair, that would add to, like, the... But they were red-headed, no, cannibalistic, angry, brutish things. Th- Thor? <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings did, I guess, land, but I don't... I feel like even when the Vikings landed and the the Celtic religion was strong, I feel like the Native Americans weren't... Were, like, they had their own myths and histories and right. gods and creation. And the fact that, I don't know, those lined up... I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. It's weird for me to think that so many of the stories... Once again, it's one of those things where the stories are so consistent across everywhere. Across such a long history. Yeah. Like, literally for all of time. Yeah. Are there any Egyptian giants? Do we know anything about any Egyptian giants? I know that the gods, the Egyptian gods themselves, or like the the depictions of the gods, because the Egyptian gods at certain points were very prevalent on the planet, um, were known to be larger than the average person, like much like like giant sized. Yeah, you see depictions of like Horus and things like that, and they well, stand. They were like, also depicted as all powerful and like ever so gracious in a lot of ways, and like well, only like you know a few like Native American giants and European giants are depicted as being stupid, brutish, cannibalistic beasts. Almost every other depiction of giants has them being civilized, has them being more akin to that kind of all powerful. Even the the biblical giants having uh, being Nephilim having blood of angels in them, like I think all of that kind of lends itself to being more of that that more towards that all powerful omnipotent kind of thing. All right, maybe well, not fully like the Egyptian gods were considered to be, but the Egyptians also worshipped cats, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, okay, so I just looked up Egyptian giant, and uh, ancient Egyptian pharaoh may be the first known giant, in uh, single quotes. Okay. Um, so, the supposed remains of Sanakht, uh, a pharaoh of ancient Egypt. Uh, and in this article it says, however, giants are more than just myth, accelerated and excessive growth, a condition known as gigantism, can occur when the body generates too much growth hormone, as discussed with Robert Wadlow. Yes. Um, so it was a 19- found in 1901, a skeleton, uh, in a tomb near Biet Kalaf. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, 
dated from the third dynasty of Egypt, 2700 BC. Um, so, yeah, he would have been six feet, 1.6 inches tall. Whereas the the average height for men around this time was five feet six. Yeah. So. Still pretty tall. Yeah. Um, still, the over six foot tall remains that the scientists analyzed would have towered over Ramesses II, the tallest recorded ancient Egyptian pharaoh, who lived more than a thousand years after Sennacht. Oh, and wow. And he was 5'9". Where the... F- Egyptians also very well known for making children their pharaohs, and then the children died young. So the fact that the pharaohs were not very tall does not surprise me. No, but like they said, Ramesses II was the the tallest recorded ancient Egyptian pharaoh, like period. And not all of them died in childhood. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of them, though. Yeah. Don't make kids your leaders, guys. That's a bad idea. It's a bad call. <laughs> Every time, a child is never going to know all of the things, even if they're raised in, like, an environment where they're supposed to know all the things. You wonder why there's a bunch of giant statues all over. Everybody seems so big. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right, well, we've talked about old giants, we've talked about mythical giants, and we've talked about maybe not-so-mythical giants. Uh, Let's talk about a fake giant. Okay. Uh... This is the the Cardiff giant. Now, if you I thought you were gonna talk about the Jolly Green Giant from the peas, and the green beans. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So this is one of the most famous archaeological hoaxes in history. Um, now it was uh, oh, who was the guy who made it here? Um, creation. Uh, yeah, a tobacconist named George Hole. Um. He was an atheist who got into an argument with a Reverend Turk and his supporters at Methodist Revival Meeting about Genesis 6-4, which talks about the giants. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, Hole lost the argument because he was the minority party, it says here. Um, but he wanted to prove how easily he could fool people into believing in giants. So he, he had one commissioned, <laughs> effectively... <laughs> <laughs> and he paid quite a lot of money to make uh, a 10-foot, 4.5-inch long block of gypsum into a giant. Um, Hell yeah. And he brought it to a German stonecutter who he had sworn to sorcery. What? <laughs> Or secrecy. <laughs> I read that word wrong. He's warned him to sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> There's sorcerer secrets over here. I'm an atheist. You're sworn to sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the interesting part. That's just me fucking up. <laughs> Um, so he, he did his research, he consulted a geologist and learned that, uh, hairs wouldn't be petrified. Um, so they, they had hair on it originally, he had that removed because he wanted this to be, like, a petrified person. Um, so, yeah, the ten foot, four and a half 
inch weighed at 2,990 pounds. Good lord. <laughs> um, stains and asses were used to make him look old and weathered. And, uh, yeah, Hole transported the giant by railroad to the farm of his cousin, William Newell. And he had spent a total of twenty six hundred U.S. dollars at that point, which is about fifty three thousand dollars today. Oh my God! For this hoax, he was a tobacconist. <laughs> <laughs> the level of commitment this man went through is yeah. amazing. Then his cousin, he had his cousin hire a couple of people ostensibly to dig a well. And they found the giant, and one of the men reportedly exclaimed, I declare, some old Indian has been buried here. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, what? <laughs> uh, so... I didn't even talk about the local story. of that. That's... Go, continue. <laughs> Um, so, the, the first day after, um, after it was revealed, they, they had a, they, they let audience just come and see it. The very next day, the audiences were charged 50 cents a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make that, you gotta recoup that money. He yeah. spent so much money. <laughs> the hotels and, uh, Restaurants in Cardiff saw more customers in those four days than they had ever seen before. So this is a profitable enterprise all of a God sudden. God damn right it is. <laughs> if you have a giant, a petrified giant, you goddamn right. Only 50 cents to go see it? So, um, yeah, um, a lot of people believed it was one of the giants mentioned in the Genesis verse. But the first geologist to examine it declared that it could not be a fossilized man, but thought it might have been a statue carved by a French Jesuit in the 16th or 17th century to impress Native Americans. <laughs> what? It's not a giant, it's a piece of history! <laughs> this guy's gut rolling. Raking in money. So the, the first president of Cornell University was the first one to call it out as an actual hoax. Um, there's a long quote here. I don't know if I want to read the whole thing, but... Um, oh, Jesus Christ. It's just one run-on... Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm reading the quote. <laughs> Being asked my opinion, my answer was that the whole matter was undoubtedly a hoax. Semicolon. That there was no reason why the farmer should dig a well in the spot where the figure was found. Semicolon. I'm pointing this out because it's nothing but those. <laughs> that it was convenient neither to the house nor the barn. Semicolon. That there was already a good spring and a stream of water running conveniently to both. Semicolon. That, comma. <laughs> As to the figure itself, it certainly could not have been carved by any prehistoric race, since no part of it showed any characteristics of su any such early work. That... Rude as it was, betrayed the qualities of a modern performance of a low order. <laughs> it was that last sentence I really wanted to get to. Or that last bit of semicolon. It's a fake and your work is trash. 
<laughs> it's it's a bad job, and all these people are idiots for falling for it. <laughs> Should have called me first. <laughs> so, yeah, it, um, yeah, he eventually sold. Uh, the the person who made it eventually sold his part interest for twenty three thousand dollars, or an equivalent of four hundred ninety three thousand dollars in twenty twenty one. Good lord. So he he walked away making money off of it. Yeah, he made a lot of money off of it. Um, Best idea he ever had. And uh, P.T. Barnum offered $50,000 for the giant to the people who bought it. Um, and when that didn't work, he just made a fake one and then claimed that the other one was fake. <laughs> It's just fantastic. <laughs> oh, here, here's a picture of either the Cardiff Giant or P.T. Barnum's recreation of the park, Cardiff Giant. Because no one's sure which one still is on display. <laughs> uh, See, this is the best giant in history. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. That's good. <laughs> that's good fun all the way around. <laughs> Holy shit. So, I, I just... Uh, the story of the Cardiff Giant has always been very funny to me. Because, yeah, an atheist was like, I'm going to prove how stupid you are. And then prove that a bunch of people were stupid enough to believe in a giant that he made out of stone or had commissioned out of stone. And then he made a fuck ton of money off of it. Yeah. Not only with the initial audience viewings, but then selling it. Oh, yeah, he sold it to a syndicate of five men. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also just a very funny sentence. Yeah. <laughs> And he made such a, a roller coaster of a story. <laughs> yeah, so he made a huge profit of it. PNG Barnum was like, "I'd like in on that. Here's a bunch of money, more than you paid for it." And they were like, "Nah, we're just gonna keep it and keep doing what we're doing." All right, yours is fake. I've got the real one. <laughs> and now no one knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it was claimed that the Cardiff Giant was the one on display, and then somebody was like, "No, that's PT Barnum's fake one. <laughs> You've got the fake one." No, this was the first fake one. <laughs> so we have the first fake one. <laughs> no, you have the second fake one. That was the fake one that was made because the fake one couldn't be bought. What did the syndicate do with it? Were they worshipping it like no. a fucking cult? Like... No, they were just making money off it, off the viewings, drawing crowds. Turn it into my cult god. <laughs> P.T. Barnum should be that. He's a weird guy. <laughs> Should do a whole episode about him at some point. Oh, but no, that's that's all I got about the Cardiff Giant. <laughs> it's basically the story. It's just very funny to me, and I wanted to bring it up if we were talking about giants. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> but uh, the fact of the matter is, the giants could have existed. We have proof with Robert Wadlow that that gigantism is a thing, mm -hmm. and. Like it, we have found big bones throughout history that don't look like they belong to a bigger set of bones, like a dinosaur or something. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, yeah, so, like... Lots of supposed, uh, like, I've seen lots of hoaxes of, like, people in graves or whatever standing next to gigantic bones that are, like, like a femur that's, like, as long as, like, they're laying down next to it and the femur's as long as they are or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and see, like, those 
are probably not real human bones. Those could be big bones from something else, but like even gigantism doesn't get you that big. Yeah, and and that's the kind of giant that I think would be very interesting to uh, something that's like like that, like twenty foot tall. Yeah, you know, yeah, a giant like a giant like you hear about like that that you walk through the trees and then you look up and like the tallest trees are like hitting its knee. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like. That's a that's that's what I think of when I think of giants, and I know that's that's definitely of myth, like people that big. But man, that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's such a fun thought. Oh, <laughs> well, do we have anything else to say about giants? You know, I don't think so at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> we'll come back around for Giants Part 2. Yeah. Not a promise. Not a, not a promise. Just a given. <laughs> <laughs> also might be a lie, that. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Giants. Giants. It's a time. <laughs>